Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a horrific double-edged sword. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I was speaking with my good friend Ralph the other day about responsibility for people that are struggling. And look, that's the only thing you can give people when they're struggling. And it sounds really terrible because what most people want to do is give people a life vest. Especially when I was, I remember when I was younger, uh, we were growing up, I didn't have a lot of things. And I felt it would have been great if somebody helped me a little bit more than than with what I had, right? Like just help me financially or help me with guidance or, or, you know, any of those things. And at a younger age, you know, if you're 10 or 11 or 12, that's, that's a really important thing. But my desire to have assistance kind of, kind of bled into, I don't know, you know, my late teens when I was like a 16, 17, 18 year old. And it became really, really clear that help wasn't coming. Right. And i and that's, that's just kind of the way my life was, and I needed to I needed to stand up and take care of myself to a very large degree. And it's not like I, I was starving, right? But I did buy my own food. I had a paper out. I made money, you know, and the, it's not like I was on the street, right? So I, I had a lot more than some people, but again, I wanted help. But looking back on it, it was clear that responsibility for my own existence, responsibility for my own needs was one of the greatest things that I could have been given because that drove me to be resourceful. It drove me to be responsible with myself. I remember when I was in, in college, I would get the the financial aid check that I would get. Uh, I was very lucky to, to receive financial aid. Thank you, California taxpayers. And I would receive financial aid and in, in one big check. So it was like an eight or $9,000 check at, right at the beginning of the semester. And Man, it's not like I had a lot of financial training. You know, I could have very easily gone out and just blown that money. But because I had responsibility as a younger person for money, having money and just holding on to it and not not just going out and spending it like crazy, I never had a problem. I would run out of money right at the end of the year, right when I was supposed to, and I'd you know then then get another check and or or have a job at that point and then move on with my life. So it was really. Is really effective in in helping me navigate the world, giving responsibility. But I think a lot of times, when people are struggling, they don't want that responsibility, right? Because that responsibility obviously means that it's their fault that they're doing poorly, right? Nobody wants to hear that, especially when they're struggling. Nobody wants to hear like, "Well, you got, you know, a." bad grade on your test. It's your fault. That one's an easy one. It's hard to argue. Although some people do, they say, well, the test is unreasonable or they say whatever was on the test was not gone. It was not covered in class. You know, there, there are ways that people try to argue that tests are ridiculous, even though it's kind of like, look, nine times out of 10, somebody gives you a test. They're testing something that they taught you, right? Or something that you could have studied for something that you could have figured out, right? That's, that's usually how tests go. And there are some unreasonable teachers, but they're far and few between. But we don't like that, right? We don't, we don't want to hear that. If somebody's overweight and struggling, well, it's your fault, right? If somebody's in a bad relationship and has been there for a long time, it's your fault you're still there. may not be your fault what the other person is doing, right? But it may be your fault that you've persisted in this relationship, 
That's hard to argue with, right? You could have left. We have all of those things. And as I was speaking with my friend Ralph, we were talking about the nature of trying to help people. And as painful as it is, taking responsibility, recognizing that it's your job to dig yourself out of this hole, whatever the hole may be, to the best of your ability, that's, that's what you can do. That's the only way to progress. Now, that in itself is not very remarkable. I think most people understand that concept. But I think there's one aspect of this that a lot of people ignore. When I was, when I was younger, I was a pretty good swimmer. Not great, but I was pretty good. And leading up to my, the end of my time at home, when I was 18, I was going off to college in, in like four months. It was, it's like May or June of my senior year. So I'm graduating. I'm, I just finished up high school swimming and I was, I was doing really well. And I was supposed to go onto the rec swim team and do really well there, have my last year. I was 18, so it was going to be my last season that I could do rec swimming and, and move on. And I had always been pretty good at swimming, right, for, for my age group. Not, again, not great, but pretty good as far as rec swimming and high school swimming goes. But it was the damnedest thing. So I decided I was going to row at Cal, and so I knew I had to train all over the summer because here I was going to go to Cal and it's going to be horrific. I had never rowed before. So I was like, oh, I might as well start working out. So I start working out like crazy. Well, rowing is all legs and back, you know, and yeah, you use your arms fine, but it's predominantly like a leg and core exercise. Well, swimming is not leg and back predominantly. I was a freestyler, you know, like I understand I'm kicking, but it's all almost all upper body. But I start working out for rowing and I'm doing a lot of workout. So I assume that everything's going to be fine in swimming, right? Everything's just going to work out. Well, man, it didn't, it didn't. It was terrible. I, I added like two, three seconds to my hundred free time, which is a ton of time. Even though I was in incredible shape, I was not in swimming shape. So I was putting this effort in, but it was the wrong effort. And as such, I I couldn't swim fast, right? And I kind of felt like I left, let my teammates down. Shout out Austin and Russell. I'm sorry. You know, and, and I think about it to this day, about how I kind of let them down. But the thing that, that eluded me at the time is that I was responsible for whatever success I was having previously. And I think that's one giant thing that people miss. I was not a good swimmer just because I happened to be in shape and I was tall and I had long arms. I was a good swimmer because I put in an enormous amount of the correct effort. And as my effort changed, right, where I was still putting in an enormous amount of effort, but the, a different kind of effort, I became a worse swimmer. It was not a foregone conclusion that I was going to be the fastest guy on the team. It was not a foregone conclusion that I was going to win races. None, none of that was secured by any aspect of me. Not my height, not my athletic history, not, not my effort, right? In, in just effort in the world, right? None of that mattered. The only thing that mattered with making me fast was me putting in an extreme amount of effort in a very specific way. That's what yielded results. And up until that point, I didn't believe that I would be affected that much. I think most of the time when people are successful things, people around them tell you, well, you would have always been successful, 
right? You, of course you are a fast swimmer. That's who you are. You're a fast swimmer. No, it doesn't work that way. You're not just going to be a fast swimmer just because. And the, the prevalence of, of, and dominance of the idea that people are what they are just naturally, that it's like they don't have to work for it. And if they're not good, they'll never be good. And if they are good, they would have been good no matter what. It's so wrong. It's so wrong and so painfully obvious if anybody has success and then relinquishes responsibility for the success. It's so obvious if somebody's not good at something and they relinquish responsibility for improving. It's, it's painful. The answer to make better people, more successful people, or keep the success is always responsibility. And if you want to ruin somebody who's crushing it at something, just tell them that they'll be that way no matter what. And see how quickly they stop working. See how quickly they fall apart. Because relinquishing responsibility for life, whether you have a good life or bad life, is just a recipe to make a worse life. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.